In today's episode, our focus is going to be on doing less better. My guest, Donna Dubay, understands that success isn't solely dependent on piling up tasks and responsibilities. It's about identifying what truly matters and challenging energy into those areas for maximum impact, evolving as an entrepreneur from overwhelmed, which is a word that I'm sure we all feel from time to time to being empowered. So welcome to Connect, Inspire, Create. I am your host, Carol Clegg, and on this show, I love to explore entrepreneurial journeys that others have taken, get some motivation from hearing their stories, some inspiring tools to help you actually take action in your business, along with some mindset motivation and along the way, a few marketing resources. So let's dive in together and find inspiration to create success in our businesses. So welcome, Donna, and thank you for joining me today. Thank How you, are you, Carol. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation, but I would just love to first let people know a little bit about you and your background. So Donna is a certified director of operations. So she is a business growth strategist, and she's also a host of her own podcast called CEO Amplify, which I will have the link so that you can go ahead and listen to some of her episodes. So she works with established online service-based business owners who are ready to move it up, make that impact and maximize their profit. And she is passionate about helping business owners work smarter and not harder. So just going from that stressed to that feeling confident CEO. So with several years of experience in project planning, which is wonderful, it's such a fantastic background to have, and strategic growth planning with six and seven figure businesses, she has seen the momentum that can happen in a business when the CEO leverages their time, their talent, and their tactics. So I love what you said, Donna, as you help business owners go from solopreneur to confident CEO without sacrificing their life, their health, and their relationships. Mm -hmm. So I am looking forward to jumping in to learn more about working smarter and not harder. But before we go there, I would just love to ask you two random questions that just kind of Get to, we get to know each other a little bit more, a little more conversational. Sure, sure I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So what is something that people would be a little surprised to know about Donna? Mm, yes, I have a few of those up my sleeve. Um, but probably the one that stands out the most is I spent quite a few years, well, my husband and I spent quite a few years homeschooling our kids. Um, So that was definitely out of the box, not something I was planning on doing, um, but certainly a journey I very much enjoyed and uh, wouldn't change it for the world now looking back. But um, yeah, I can relate to that. I homeschooled my children and it was such a gift and to watch their love of learning now. And it also, if you told me when we first had children that this would be on the cards, I'm like, you've got to be joking. (laughs) Personally, I didn't even like school. So it was like, how did you become a homeschooling mom? Right. But it it was a gift. And I agree with you. I look back on it with, um, yeah, it was certainly a gift to be able to do that. On that note of gifts and kindness, Mm. if I ask you who has who comes to mind when I ask you the question, who's been the kindest to you? It could be looking back over your life or it could be somebody recently. 
Yes. Okay. I think my answer to that would be my husband, actually. Um, And at the time, I really didn't think he was being kind. But when I look back on it, I certainly do now. So when I started my business, I was not working smarter. I was working harder. And I had the belief that the more I hustled, the more I grind, the more I would get, the more success I would see. And a lot of the world teaches us that, to be honest with you. Um, And so I was working way too many hours. I was not having time to be present with my children and with my family. I certainly did not have time to do things that I enjoy doing in my life, things that brought me joy, because work was always front and center. And I can remember, you know, my husband and my children saying, Mom, when are we going to have time? When can we do? How come you're not? Oh, okay. After this one email, I'll do, you know, I always had an excuse. And my husband finally sat me down and said, listen, something's going to break here. And you have to stop doing what you're doing, because it's going to ruin us and our family. And he was right. Like I was on a one way track to burnout. I just couldn't see it. And so I say he was kind to me in the sense that he really gave me that wake up call to say, I need to do something to change how this is going. And I'm so thankful now that he did do that because I don't know where it would have ended up if I didn't. And that is just, it's its so powerful because it's from the heart of where it's led you now to partner and journey with other people. Um, you've experienced it firsthand and thank goodness he did that he took that time. Yes. You know, so at the time, of course, it doesn't feel kind because I think no. oh, I can handle this. I'm, I'm right. in control. I can do. Right? And the criticism that, right, that you sort right. of prickle and go, <laughs> that, yes. um, yeah. But, so I would love to just dig into some of these ways that you work with clients to help them get out of what you were in and where you journeyed to. And I know that, you know, you often hear this, this working in your business and working on your business and mm. that they're two very different things and many business owners struggle to step back from that daily operation. So how do you help business owners recognize that they are just spending way too much time working in rather than on and that they need to transition to look at a better strategy? What does that look like? Yes, So definitely it starts with auditing your time. And I know for a lot of people, this does not sound sexy. It does not sound exciting, but we need to go there in order to really see the truth about where we're spending our time in our business, because many of us are telling ourselves stories, but we're not actually seeing the truth. So when you actually sit down and say, I spent an hour doing this, I spent 45 minutes doing that and do that for two or three days from the time you start work till you close that laptop. And you'll really see some eye-opening things about where your time is going and what you're actually doing. And it's not that where you're spending your time is a waste. Some of those things need to get done in your business. But where I come in is really question you to think strategically and say, do they need to be done by you? Remember, you are the founder. You are the one who has the vision and you are the one who sets where this business is going. And so as CEO, you have to ensure that you have time in your week to be focusing on CEO level tasks. And that can happen even when you're a solopreneur or you have a, you know, one VA working as a contractor for you. You can start changing your mindset and your thinking to say, yes, I am the CEO. I am in charge. I'm the highest level in terms of this business. And I need to guide where it's going. I need time for mapping out my vision and then bringing that vision to life. 
if I'm stuck in the day to day, oh, I'm going to change this on my email, I'm going to go in Canva and change this, you lose track of that bigger vision. So when you help people with that vision, are they putting it up on a whiteboard? Are they where are they putting it so that they can be reminded as because it's so easy to go off track? And I'm going to get that to that in that my next question on delegation, which you shared. But how do you stay connected to the vision? Do you look at it every morning? Right. Yes. So what I like to do with my clients is walk them through an exercise by Cameron Harold called the painted vision. And what Cameron has done, he's an operator, high level operator as well. And what he has done is really walk you through what would my business be like? What would my life be like? What would my day to day be like in one year or in three years? And if you have problems thinking about in three years, bring it back to one year. So one year from today, what would my business be like? Who would be on my team? What kind of clients would I be serving? What kind of revenue? Of course, most people gravitate to the revenue right away. But I want you to think beyond that. And then what would my day to day be like? Would I be at home? Would I have an office? Who would I be interacting with? What kind of things would I be doing? And once we've mapped out that painted vision, then yes, we need to keep it somewhere where we can see it. So whether that's on a board in front of you, on your computer, somewhere on your phone, but somewhere where you can see it. And then I like to work in 90 day sprints. So in 90 day cycles, And every 90 days, we're going back to review that vision. Is it still in alignment? And what are we going to do in the next 90 days to bring us closer to that? Mm, So you can sort of catch something as opposed to just going a whole year out. Those 90 day stops help you sort of reconnect and go, am I on that that right path? Or I love personally mind mapping and I can feel how this would tie in. Um, And then just keeping that mind map. Right there, I, I love to use a big sketch pad, um, so then and carry that with me, and so I could see how beautifully this would. Um, and I love that pause because, as you said, three years can be a little overwhelming. Yes, and even one year sometimes could go. You know, you can paint too broad a picture, I suppose. So the ninety day sprints help you bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Exactly. Um, yes, yeah, yes, but- because so many of us set lofty goals and big visions, which is great, you know, in maybe December or January when we're looking forward right. to the next year. Right. But by March, we've lost sight of that already, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so by breaking it down into smaller sections, it's much easier to keep on track of and know where we're headed. Right. You know, and I think also as solopreneurs, when one gets discouraged, this is a wonderful way to just lift back that momentum. Mm. Because working on your own and sometimes not having a support group or a mastermind or somewhere that people are kind of helping you keep on track, um, it's just a good good way for yourself to keep moving. Yeah, yes. it gives some self-accountability, if you will, right? Absolutely. Um, so you have a way of checking in. Yeah, how's going? Now, I know you mentioned that when we were talking about working in and working on and looking at what we're doing, delegation obviously comes into this. And I know that often for solopreneurs, it's that fear of, oh, I can't let go of what I do. Mm-hmm. So what factors should entrepreneurs consider when deciding there's some tasks that I could delegate to others and then there's some that I absolutely should be doing myself and I shouldn't mm-hmm. let go of those? Yes. What does that look like, that delegation? Right. So I like to think of, if you think of all the tasks in your business, you can write them down if you want to, but just think of all the things that need to get done and trying to group those into two buckets. So one is maintenance and the other one is growth. 
So maintenance are things that need to get done, usually on some routine basis. They're not necessarily needle generating. So they're not necessarily bringing more revenue into your business, but something that has to keep the train rolling, right? So your admin work, your customer service, invoicing, um, setting up and changing landing pages, sending emails out to your to your prospective audience, your social media posts, those kinds of things. And then the growth level tasks, those are things that are actually revenue generating. So you can tie the time you spend to that to bringing in revenue. Of course, there's a leg, but it comes, right? Um, and so the growth level tasks are where we want you as CEO to be spending time each and every week. So things that fall in this bucket are your partnerships, your networking, setting up and doing webinars or challenges if you do that type of thing in your business, sales calls if that's part of your role as CEO. Um, So those higher level tasks that are directly related to revenue that you don't want to be delegating to someone else on your team. And so once you've been able to take some of those tasks and put them in the two buckets, then you have to look at your calendar and look at your week and say, okay, Am I planning time each week for those growth level tasks? Have I blocked out an hour or two to attend that networking event, right? Have I blocked off time to start to think about my content for um, my next program or a webinar I'm going to do or that type of thing? And making sure that you have time in your week and being proactive about it rather than getting to Friday and thinking, oh, dear, I didn't have time to do that thing, right? Because then all your time is being spent on those maintenance tasks, not necessarily directed to revenue generating. Very powerful. I just, you know, it's, and I think perhaps even to those who are not ready for the delegation is go to the growth bucket first. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get lost in that maintenance bucket and have all kinds of excuses to why this has to be done this way. And this is to be first and actually sort of face that fear which I think you know, can often be um, those sales calls. You know, if people yes. don't know what you, if you don't get onto that call to explain and have a conversation and get to meet people, people don't know about you. It's mm-hmm. all very well to do the admin side, but all you're doing, you're, you're not getting out there. So I, I love that. To me, I would think take that growth bucket and, and schedule that on your calendar first. And leave the leftover time. (laughs) Exactly. And then you're going to have a spot where if you actually are spending time on those growth level tasks, now some of the admin tasks you're rushing to complete. You can't get them done in the time that you have, right? So you're either going to expand the time you're working, which I don't suggest you do. Exactly. Or that's when you need to look at, okay, what can I delegate to a team member? What can I automate? What can Mm. I put a system behind to make this run smoother in my business? Right. And remember with delegation that it doesn't, you can start small. You don't need yes. to hire a full-time employee to start with, right? right? You can bring someone on for five or 10 hours a week to take some of those tasks off your plate. And then you get to be intentional with that time that you saved. Absolutely. And especially when you've been doing that yourself, you know well what you want, that then you can hand that over to somebody else and have a VA assist you with some of those tasks and um, yeah, definitely um, worth exploring to, to yes. bring somebody else yeah, yes. on board. And I know one of the big thoughts is, oh, but no one can do this as well as I can, right? And I say that because I've said that myself. This is not, you know, me preaching. It's because I've been there. Um, and the truth is, we do think that. But with time and with some mentoring, we I often find that someone else actually does it better and faster 
than I do because that wasn't actually my zone of genius. I just happened to learn how to do it. Take on that. Do it. Right, right, take on that responsibility. So I'd love to just wrap up with asking you, are there some practical steps for creating that weekly roadmap that can align with your, your long-term goals? We spoke about the year. We spoke about the 90 days. So what does a weekly roadmap look like tying yeah. it into that? Yes. So the weekly roadmap starts with what I call the CEO power hour, which is a name I gave for basically a CEO date. So if you think about big corporations, the CEO is meeting with the board, they're meeting with the VP of sales and marketing in the different departments to get a handle on what is happening in the business. We need to do the same, even though we don't have all those VPs. So we're meeting with ourselves, And it's a time each week, one hour, set aside on your calendar, recurring at the same time every week. So whether that's a Monday morning for you or a Friday afternoon or a Sunday evening, whatever that looks like, but have it at the same time every week and it's non-negotiable, meaning you don't book anything else at that time. It's like a meeting that you have to attend, right? Um, And during that hour, you spend time reviewing and reflecting what's happening in your business now, where is it going, and what are going to be your top three priorities for this next week? and then. After that, a little bit of self-care and support. So what do you need as business owner, either from home or from your team, to help you be successful this week? Wonderful advice. I know with that, I would love to ask you more because I know that you actually offer this CEO Power Hour. And I saw that. I, I will have a link to in our show notes. But tell me more. You've, you, you're offering this. It's a toolkit. Love to know more. Yeah. So it's a PDF that listeners can download and it walks you through each of the steps of what to cover on a CEO power hour. So if you're thinking, oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I'm not currently doing this in my business. Then go ahead and download it. And then when you start your power hour, you just start from the top and work through each of the steps. You'll do this for three or four weeks in a row, and then it's going to become habit, right? It's going to be something more routine for you, and you won't necessarily need the guide for for each week. But the guide certainly helps to start with, what should I do during this hour, and what do I focus on? Fantastic. And Donna, what's next for you? Tell us how people can work with you. I'd love to know more. Yeah. So I do work with CEOs in a group program. It's called CEO Amplify 90 Day Sprint. And so again, it's taking those 90 day chunks. Um, And really what we do there is we have strategic planning. So we're looking at the whole year and then we're breaking that down into 90 day goals and then down into monthly goals. And then from there, that's when we pick our weekly actionable steps. So it provides focus, it provides prioritization, and last but not least, accountability, because so many of us need that accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. As an accountability coach, I can certainly (laughs) know that that is just so important to, and to share that journey. So that is wonderful. And I have the links to connect with you are LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I'll have your podcast link, the CEO Amplify, um, Instagram and YouTube. And then I'm presuming on your website where they look for the power hour, they can also find out about your group package. Yes, of course. That sounds wonderful. Well, to our listeners today, I hope that this inspires you because this episode is coming out just ahead of 2024. So this is a really good time to download that PDF that Donna is offering and look at how to give yourself a power hour 
every week, as she said, non-negotiable, a meeting with yourself to determine and help grow the success of your business. So if our conversation has sparked inspiration for you, I do invite you to share this episode with others. I invite you to connect with Donna to find out more about taking charge of your business. And in my role as an accountability coach, I partner with women coaches and service providers in midlife to conquer procrastination, attain balance in their business endeavors, and nurture a positive mindset. By blending personalized accountability with the powerful positive intelligence program for powerful habits, you discover tools to elevate your overall happiness and take long-lasting action. So feel free to reach out with any inquiries. I am here to support you on your journey. And Donna, thank you. This has been so many gold nuggets for people to actually take action and taking actions what it's about. So I really appreciate you sharing today. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you, Carol. Until next time.